Welcome to Lineouts by Earful of Dirt, bringing you conversations with rugby newsmakers about the greatest sport on the planet. Welcome to Earful of Dirt Lineouts. I'm Aaron Castro, your host. I'm joined by Ryan Fitzgerald, the general manager for the New Orleans Gold Rugby Club. Uh, and we're going to talk mostly recruitment about uh, for the 2019 season. Uh, but first, uh, I have a question, you know, as we were talking pre-air, what are the what are the changes for the, uh, as far as, not logistics, but the ground that you guys had this last season uh, that you've installed since, uh, since the end of last year? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, man. Um, appreciate it. Um, yeah, la- last year, you know, we got our stadium up kind of, you know, got tight there at, at, towards the end. We got it up and everything before the season started. Um, we played you know, a lot of our home games towards the back end of, you know, being in April, May, and June down here. It gets pretty hot. So um, we actually did a lot of work over the summer and the fall and everything like that. And it's 100% ready to go now as far as the grass. Um, you know, there isn't a, you know, down on that side, it's not burnt kind of like it was last year towards the end there and kind of got chewed up and beat up a little bit, um, completely reseeded, resodded on the patches that needed it. It's, uh, you know, been completely been taken care of all fall and brand new goalposts the whole night. They added some bleachers on the other side as well. Uh, our VIP section is going to have a little bit bigger addition than both, you know, end zones and as well, you know, so there's a little upgrades all over as far as even the, even the entryway has, you know, some of a, a brick kind of sidewalk walking up to it. So um, going to be a much better experience overall. Awesome. So let's let's get into recruitment. But why do you why do you think we call it uh, recruitment in rugby rather than free agency? No, it's a good question. I mean, I guess you could look at it either way. I mean, it's you know, I mean, I, don't know, I guess six or a half dozen, however you want to call it. But um, in a lot of ways, it is you know, recruiting. Um, I mean, it, you know, you're not. It's not you know, pers- you know, versus like the NFL or the NBA when a guy gets drafted, he really doesn't have you know a choice to go either way. Versus like a kid coming out of high school picking to go to a college or something. Same thing here, especially when you factor in the international side of it, when a lot of those guys have options. So a guy could go to a different league could stay right there at home where he's at, um, could go to any team in MLR. So in that aspect, it is really a recruitment, um, you know, versus a, you know, a draft per se, you know. Um, same thing right now with the College All-Americans, even in-house here, even guys locally um, in the Midwest or, you know, anywhere that's playing, you know, USA rugby it's still a recruitment to kind of pack up and leave where you're at and everybody's in a different situation. So some guys might be, you know, have a good job back home and it's hard for them to pack up and leave that, you know, versus the high school or college kid that's coming right out of high school, right out of college that can kind of, you know, pack up and go and load up a suitcase and roll out the next day. So in that aspect, it is a little bit of a recruitment, but it's, it's very unique that every single player is kind of in a different situation. So it really, you know, like I said, it's kind of like a reverse uh, negotiating in a lot of ways, but sometimes, you know, based on um, what that player's needs are, if he's married, he's with a kid, you know, if he, uh, like I said, has a good job back home, if he doesn't have anything, you know, all those coming, all those factors come into play versus let's say if you read um, scouting or drafting out of the NFL, where it's pretty cut and dry, every kid wants to go right to the NFL and, you know, they, they know what they're getting into. So it's, it is kind of a recruitment in that aspect. So, we, we've talked a lot through uh, your recruitment process and to go into what you guys wanted to do. You have had some changes. You know, uh, guys have moved on, uh, notably just to, so everyone is going to say, hey, what happened to these? Um, you know, I talked to 
Matt Houston a couple of days ago. Well, not a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, when we had talked, you're like, you know, just couldn't make it work. Sure. Love the guy, great player. And you know what? He said he was like, yeah, we just couldn't make it work. And I, I love the, I love the place. And, you know, uh, I had an opportunity here, so I took it. And, you know, uh, like that, that says a lot about the culture you guys are building down in New Orleans, which is, which is awesome. Um, you also uh, mentioned that Sebastian Coleman moved on and there are some other players, just life circumstances, of course, but how did that affect where you needed to target four players. Right. Well, just for instance, for those two players, both are both awesome guys. I wish nothing but the best for them. We, both of them are, you know, it's not like it was just a, a release or a cut or I don't want to be here. Both of them are offered, you know, we offered and wanted them to come back both contracts. It just, we also had, you know, when it's a tight salary cap and stuff, we also, if you look at our, um, our depth and our roster last year, there was some needs that we needed to acquire, you know, at, at, the, at the, you know, in the engine room at the lock position, we needed to get a little bit bigger there and a little bit, uh, you know, more competitive in the lineouts um, and as well in the back line, you know, so there was just some spots that we needed to really, it wasn't more so what Matt Houston and what Sebastian Colm didn't, didn't or didn't do. It was more so just, this is what we can kind of offer you. Um, Cause we have other needs that we have to really hit at and get some more depth. And that's really what it is. So a lot of people sometimes, you know, that's, that's fine. That's great. They see something like that and wonder what happened if there was a blow up or something. Not, a, I just, not at all. Um, I think they're both, both players are tremendous. Talk to both of them, you know, uh, over the course of the summer and just talked to Sebastian the other day, actually. So um, I wish nothing but the best, for, you know, Nola Gold does as well. So it just, it just um, kind of comes into factor more so about your individual roster and where your needs are. And this is what it can afford. And because we got to go out and get this. And especially in that lock position, um, it's, it's difficult at times to find six foot six guys that can run um, and play. And, you know, and then also in the back line, um, there's, if you look at the league last year, there's a lot of plays, you know, and a lot of talent out there that, you know, we needed to, you know, bring some more depth to that back line as well. And uh, it also, every, every club is their, their crossing the bear, you know, so every club, you know, a, a team like, you know, Rugby United, for example, with, you know, two very good division one um, uh, clubs in that area might have a little bit bigger draw, a, bit, a little bit more local depth than other teams or something, you know, so everybody's got, you know, whether, whether or whatever it is for us roster wise, that's what we kind of really needed to hit on. So yeah, it didn't, unfortunately, you know, Matt's going to do real well up in New York. Sebastian's going to do very well, but uh, you know, just, it just kind of changed it. We just really wanted to address that lock position and uh, also uh, add some more depth in the back line as well. So that's kind of where our, a lot of our needs were. Well, uh, I guess first let's let's talk locks. You're bringing in, uh, you know, I guess uh, two traditional locks and Ignacio Dottie and Kane Thompson, and then Kyle Bailey, who is a guy that plays for basically he's a four-six hybrid. Right, right. Yeah, you got exactly um, between you know Kane obviously with Kane's uh, experience speaks for itself, and uh, he's still playing seventy-two minutes in the Mitre Ten Cup, you know, and he's just that exact. Kind of lock that you're looking for, not only between how tough he is and his experience, but just you know, just that overall uh, brings everything to the field. You know, around the ruck, does the dirty work, the lineouts, the scrums, everything. You know, just exactly. Plus, we also have two up and coming locks here locally that I think will really, really grow off of him. Um, had very good conversations with Kane as well that he's really into. You know, after he's done playing, getting into his coaching career as well. So I think that was a big draw as well to come to the states for this time. So we're excited as hell to have him, you know, and then Kyle, like you said, speaks for himself. He's a, you know, just a freak between his uh, height and weight and, you know, running a 445 Bronco is, uh, you know, 
it, it's hard to find those people, you know? So, um, and like you said, between being able to play four, you know, being able to play four and five and also in the back, back row, um, especially with ARC coming up, a couple of guys coming and going and stuff like that, it's good to have that depth. And then obviously with Dottie, same thing. Um, all the guys, a couple of guys on our team met him down in, uh, you know, in Uruguay this, this fall or a couple of weeks back and great guy to have on the club. Um, again, adds that experience, depth, gets around the pitch. Um, and that's, like I said, those are hard, hard, find, hard guys to find. And then obviously, um, you know, another one that we signed as well. So um, between that and like I said, our couple of our local guys coming up, they're young, they can really grow with that. Um, it's great to have that competitive, you know, edge in front of them to, to feed off of, you know. So that was a that was a big, big part that we wanted to address this year. And I think that, uh, you know, we, we feel very confident that we did. Um, let's talk, uh, you know, front row. You've brought in um, a life and a cow product. Yeah, absolutely. Um, both Matt Harmon and uh, Kevin Sullivan, we met them. I mean, I've, you know, we met, uh, went down the life last year actually in season and just kind of watched it, you know, got up there with called uh, Colton and, uh, you know, went down there and, you know, watched the practice, uh, one of their, you know, a couple of their practices and, you know, Matt really stood out to us, um, kept in touch with them all spring and all summer and went to the collegiate all American camp and met up with again there. Um, I thought he did very well at the college all American um, camp all summer and against Glendale. Um, Kevin Sullivan, we interviewed as well there. He did, he was outstanding. I thought that week and he's got a lot of, a lot of potential, a lot of where to grow. And I think with, Bringing back Hubert Bidens as well, who has that exact same kind of experience, um, you know, and he, Hubert really took on a role for us last year, not only as a starter, but really, really solidified a lot of the scrums for us as far as coaching as well. I think a guy like Kevin Sullivan and Matt Harmon will, you know, feed off him very well. So uh, we're really excited. Again, another tough position that's hard to find. There's not just, you know, props around, you know, props and hookers around here that can run and play, you know, so that's a position that you got to address and, you know, we're trying to get those guys here young at a young age and get them groomed up and hopefully they stay here for many years. Then moving on, uh, you know, a little bit of back row action. Uh, you guys, I, I guess before we move on to the back row, you talked, it, you talked a lot about your philosophy in recruiting players to come to New Orleans. And, you know, you talked a lot about guys wanting to like come to NOLA. Yeah. And yeah. Sticking in roots and going after a young and hungry side, and you're bringing in. Uh, I think it was. I think it's six All Americans or is it seven? Basically, uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Six right now. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, that, that, like we said, like we, when we talked last year at this time, our philosophy, our role, kind of, you know, our whole plan of attack for year one and year two in these first couple of years, especially last year from ground, you know. For season one for everybody is to get, you know, tough, you know, really good teammates, really good players, good guys in here, core group of guys that want to be here, want to be a part of the grind, want to be a part of it, that they know this is from the ground up and they accept the challenge and they want in. Um, they came here, our old boys and our NOLA community, like I told them, and I knew they would, they would embrace them. Um, from this time the season was over, guys were texting me that they can't wait to give back. You know, we got 22 guys coming back, including the local guys. So when you have those guys, one of the guys coming back, word spreads pretty good. And that leads to the Scott Gales, and the Con Foley's. And when you get some of those guys coming back, Tristan Blewitz and Canes and, you know, Kyle Bailey and, and Cam Dolan, Dottie, that's a lot of good word of mouth. You know, every, I can sit up here and say all I want to and everything that but when those guys hear it from other guys that they played with and they trust, that's the best, you know, kind of compliment you can get as a club. So um, by getting a lot of those 22 guys coming back, good buzz in our city with our men's club on the rise and coming, 
Um, and then adding some, you know, you adding college All-Americans that want to come here, you know, be a New Orleanian. I'm not originally from here. I came down here nine years ago, thought I was going to be here for six months for rugby season. I'm still here going on 10 years. So that's the kind of, you know, guys that we're looking for that want to come here and be a part of it, stay here over the summer, help coach our youth program, our sevens, our high schools. And uh, so far, so good. We're on the right track. So with those guys coming back, plus with our additions, we're pretty confident that the culture is growing well. So you mentioned some names, uh, of course, uh, which we'll get to, uh, you know, back row guys moving on. Uh, but you bring in Malcolm May, who mm-hmm. anyone watches watch Penn State the past couple of years. I mean, he was Penn State's captain. And we're, right. We're talking about uh, what is, I mean, when it comes to a prototypical six, uh, this guy's a prototypical six. He's, he's big. He's fast. And he gets to work around the breakdown. And he, and he hustles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a kid from Chicago goes to Penn State. You know, you're a team captain there for years. Um, just a stand-up kid. I mean, we even interviewed him at the Collegiate All-American camp. Um, you know, the kid comes down in, you know, khakis in his Penn State polo with a pen and notebook and pencil right off the bat. You're making a note in your head that this kid, knows, he knows how to be a professional. This is going to be an easy transition. Um, being a being that six and he could, you know, if he had to be in a hybrid and a pinch, he can play in the lock. A coachable kid that is, like I said, team captain, leader. Um, that, you know, is going to come down and embrace it and really wants to be a part of it. He's excited to be talk, you know, once a week or so at least, you know, so he'll be down here in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, in our back row, we still feel very confident. You got Brennan Falcon here locally. You got Kevin, John Sullivan coming back, Vince Jobu, uh, Moni Tungawia. Um, you know, so Kevin O'Connor is actually coming as well. We haven't announced him yet, but he played with um, Holden at St. Mary's a couple of years back. And he went to Trinity for a year. He'll be here in December, you know, so, we're still, you know, and then obviously there's another one that we just announced the other day, some guy named Cam Dolan, you know, so we, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty excited still about our back row and Kyle Bailey being a six, you know, so I think we still did, you know, still are very competitive there and, you know, we're still got very good players there and at the same time also address the lock position. So you, uh, uh, I would say uh, we're very excited. More, uh, more than competitive there, uh, yeah. bringing in, uh, you know, all Americans and, and uh, the, the starting number eight on the Eagles. Right. Uh, back, from, back from England. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you know, we're, we're very excited for the All-Americans. I think that was uh, – we going out there this this summer was awesome, being out there for a week and watching those guys compete. And, you know, we had to fill out a su- um, survey, kind of like – almost kind of like how you do at the NFL draft. You know, you, um, you go to the NFL Combine, they have a kind of, you know, what's your best game? Height, weight, parents' name, the whole nine. have been in trouble with the law. You know, there's 84 kids there, and I think – or 86 kids, and I think 80 said they are looking and seeking an MLR contract out of college. So there's a tons of juniors there that are going to be graduating next year, so next year will be very good for that transition from a lot of them coming to MLR. So, you know, if not – you know, best part about it, especially when you're building something like this and the recruiting and the development is watching those guys grow and development of it. So, you know, anybody can look at Bowden Barrett and realize, like, you know, he's good. You know, that's obvious. But, you know, taking a guy – like, you know, Malcolm May and a Nick Feeks and watching them kind of get better every day right in front of you. That's, that's you know, especially when you got a guy like Kane Thompson and with, with two young locks behind him. That's what's really, you know, that's what it's all about, you know. So um, we're in the right direction and we're excited about it. So we've, we've, we've sort of built up front and, and you know, you mentioned the names. Let's, let's go to the back line. Uh, you know, Tristan Blewett, Scott Gale, Con Foley. Uh, how did uh, and Nick Feeks? I am. I mean, you told me, you told me you got Nick Feeks. I think it was back in July because I was yeah. he was playing with you. He was playing with uh, with Nola Sevens, and I was like, yeah. you know, we, we talked about it then, and and some for some reason people wouldn't believe me, and I was like, he's he's playing. There's no reason for this guy to come down and 
play with Nola Sevens if he wasn't uh, interested in playing for the gold. And he's a guy, I think, um, for depth a lot uh, with what you guys were doing uh, last season. It got a little thin uh, in the yeah. backs and also at fullback too. But he's a, you know, he's a guy that can play right away. Right, right away. Yeah. And, you know, a versatile player as well by playing, you know, in the final four, he's playing nine. You know, I saw him when he came down here, played LSU, played 10. In the Collegiate All-Americans, he's playing 15, you know. So um, he adds that, you know, instant that he can – He's in, uh, when you can play in three positions like that, I mean, it's hard to keep a guy out of the 23 like that, you know. And then without a doubt, he can compete to be starting as well. So, um, yeah, a great player. When he came down in July, we were – you know, he came down, you know, end of June, July for sevens and – you know, obviously I didn't hundred percent know, but you know, he had that kind of like, you know, I really want to come down here. I really want to be here and we'll see after the discoverable list comes out and everything, you know, when our time to come around, but uh, we're uh, excited to have him down here. He'll be down here next week. So um, very excited to get him in the mix. And he's a, like I said, he's a perfect prototype kind of player that we're talking about having on the rise and watching develop, you know, then uh, you, you, you get Scott Gale, uh, you know, you get this, uh, Queensland Reds, Queensland country, uh, scrum half to come in. Like, how did yeah. uh, how, how did that one work? Yeah, out? you know, and Scott's another one as well. Um, well, you know, first we're also we have re-signed Holden as well, so Holden Younger will be back as well. Um, and Scott adds that development as well between playing when he's in Japan and then also with Queensland Reds, he's a nine. But um, you know, growing up, you know, as well through. Um, you know, coming up to the ranks through high school and everything that he's also been a 10 his whole life as well. So he, you know, between Holden at nine and him at 10, if not going what if anything, you know, Holden, you know, gets called in or ever went down, missed a game here and there. Scott's a great, you know, obviously. A, well, well hold, I mean, I mean rugby I'm, level. I'm, I'm a big, I mean, anyone who knows me, I'm a big Holden Younger fan. So that's not a, uh, not a, hey. Uh, no, someone, absolutely. Someone's coming just, in. When he, when he, yeah, when he got signed on, obviously a lot of people know that he's a scrum half because that's what he plays for Queensland, and he, he is. But at the same time, you know, he's got a hammer for a leg, and he can really play the play the corners and play the field position. And that's something that we wanted, really wanted to address last year as well. We had, we were really, you know, did a lot of a lot of running forwards last year. Did a lot of you know you know four meters at a time and a lot of races around the corner and stuff like that. And we really wanted to address that. Uh, not only for points, but also playing, you know, playing the field position as well and flipping the field on some of these, you know, to play the territory. So Scott can do that, you know, as well at the 10 position or at the nine. And uh, he even has played 15. So basically you want to have five guys in the back line that can kick chase. Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's good about it too is that, you know, everybody besides probably Holden is probably, you know, a primary nine at the, at, you know, that's what he is, but almost every single one of our other backs can, has got some versatility that they can, you know, move around a little bit. So that's what that's what's nice about having training camp and having a couple friendly scheduled is that we can kind of play around with the lineup a little bit, you know, um, and Nate's very good at, you know, Nate's very good and very creative of coming up with plays like that that can kind of put guys in the best, you know, best position to succeed and uh, utilize their, you know, God-given ability uh, at the most, you know. So, um, and a lot of guys play off each other well. So with those different combinations, um, we'll, we'll, we'll find out during training camp and for the preseason and maybe even for the first regular season game or two, you know, sometimes those are an extension of the, of the preseason, you know, so we'll, uh, we're excited to, you know, get them all out there and see where they're at. But like I said, adding that depth and adding a little bit of that firepower and adding some of that, you know, super rugby experience is, is outstanding to have. And then, uh, Con Foley, uh, Olympic yeah. captain from Australia. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, 
43 tournaments, I believe it is for Aussie sevens. Yeah. So um, yeah, just a uh, unbelievably good dude. Actually saw, you know, uh, Will McGee the other day uh, in Chicago. Uh, he said that he actually met him and knew him when he was with Wartaz uh, over in Aussie for a while. And I think that they're in their camp and said, he's just unbelievably good dude. So um, obviously, you know, knew that as well through Scott and him and Scott and Con are really good buddies. Um, and, uh, you know, heard nothing but good things, had multiple, multiple conversations with them. Um, same thing. He's excited to come to a new city and a new part of the United States and compete at the MLR level. Um, and like I said, he'll be uh, just finalizing everything with his visa right now that just got approved and everything. So he'll be here uh, probably in about two weeks. So I, I guess, uh, you know, we've, we've really covered recruitment. You said 22 guys coming back. That's awesome. Yeah. So yep. here, you know, you – you know, retain the uh, a core group of guys uh, going forward. So, what? Uh, when do you guys assemble? Um, we're gonna. It's you know, with with um, you know, with the international window right there in the middle, kind of of Thanksgiving. It's a little tough, but most guys will. Some guys are already starting to trickle in here in the next week or two, one by one, and then um, we should have all hands on deck. Besides the guys that are going for international, probably right that Monday or Tuesday, right after Thanksgiving. Um, so that'll give us pretty much, you know, almost exactly 60 days between then and the season opener. And um, if we take a couple days off around Christmas, obviously some of the Sundays, you know, you're looking at, you know, 45 to 50 training days easily. And then also four friendly scheduled in there. So um, some of those guys, we're going to give a little bit, the international guys that are coming back from, you know, Eric Howard, Hubert, and Kyle Bailey, um, the guys that are just coming from the Mitre 10 cup, like Kane Thompson. And then obviously Cam going as well from, and Tim Oppen from USA that, um, you know, we'll be kind of, you know, obviously getting, getting them a little bit of a break to get off their feet, but uh, still just, you know, working out in fitness, but we'll ease into it. But uh, um, what's nice about year two, um, you, you know, you look at down up and down our roster, like 35 guys on it, you know, every single guy is either played at the professional level, um, played here last year, MLR level, or was a collegiate All-American. So everybody has got kind of some professional experience more or less, especially when you look at like a collegiate All-American camp that Scott Lawrence runs and those guys run out there. Those are great. Um, and then obviously also like, you know, a team like Life University where Matt came from that, you know, is borderline a professional team, you know, the way they run their practices and stuff. So I don't think it's going to take much time for everybody to start to, to gel and put it all together, you know, real quick, you know, so. So, um, you know, you, you keep mentioning collegiate All-American camp. What is, uh, like, based on what you guys saw out there, uh, you know, um, do you, do you think at least the top end of collegiate rugby is uh, developing, you know, MLR ready players right now? Yeah. I mean, I mean, my question is, you know, a lot of times when I hear people ask there's something that if not, if not them in the United States, then who, you know, I, if not them, then whom, I, you know, I, you look at, you know, we got nine teams down MLR. We got a couple more joining next year. We got some of our really good players that are playing over, you know, playing overseas and some of them are starting to come on back. So you know, if, if some, you know, if not the 22 year old kid coming out of life or Cal or, you know, it doesn't even have to be some high end schools like that, but a Penn State, some of those guys that, you know, like I said, there's not, this is not a hundred and, you know, $35 million salary cap, like, you know, the NFL and stuff. So, um, you know, going after a 22 year old right out of college that is, you know, not married, no kids, no home, no mortgage, no, uh, you know, no high end job and can pack up a suitcase and leave the next day. You know, those are a little bit easier and a little bit, you know, a little bit easier to work with and put them in an apartment and get them down here and get them going versus maybe, you know, a, a middle-aged guy or something like, you know, hot, you know, 30 years old that has a mortgage wife, kids and making $80,000 somewhere. So 
you know, like I said, if, if not them, then whom? And, you know, uh, if we can get a good connection with, you know, how we've been working with USA Rugby and the Collegiate All-American Camp. And I think it says it best right there. Like I said, if you got 86 kids at the College All-American Camp and 80 of them are saying on a survey that, you know, a question here that they want to come and play or seeking an MLR contract right out of college. I, I think that speaks volumes, you know, to where MLR is going. So um, you get those guys in an environment and get them in an academy, get them in your D1 teams and get them, you know, firing their way up to the pipeline to get to uh, MLR. Um, I, I think that's, you know, the best way to go, you know, as far as the coaching wise and aspect going right from college and right into a streamline of MLR coaching um, can really accelerate these guys. Yeah. You, you, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, senior academy here uh what about uh taylor howden is your uh, junior academy director uh what what are the things that you guys are going to be doing i know you guys your u18s played a friendly against the saber class u18 in august I think. um so what are the next big things for uh, for that program yeah taylor's been doing an unbelievable job and when he's all said and done i mean he's you know, i've said it to him jokingly half the time but in dead serious he's gonna be a coach in this league for sure. I mean, it, this he's incredible. Um, the way they can get guys going, the way they can get guys motivated, you know, um, you know, a guy like Nick Feeks, for example, having a great relationship with him coming down and playing sevens that stuff like that, that you get helps the recruitment. Um, Taylor's been doing an integral part all summer long, going to youth programs, going to schools, going to charter schools, getting just something as basic as touch going to combines, um, to combines across uh, one in New Orleans, one in uh, Mobile and then one out in North Carolina. Um, the ones around here, the women's program, he's doing one-on-ones with or some of the two-lane women's teams and some of the women's men's team, uh, I'm sorry, the women's uh, teams here are, you know, doing side sessions with them and doing skill sessions with them. Um, so he's just taken off, you know, that he's doing everything between that and even um, some of our other guys like Michael Baska that stayed here all summer is helping out with the Jesuit backs. He's coaching the uh, New Orleans Jesuit team. He's coaching the back line. So all of our players sticking around here are really doing a massive uh Massive help with that. Taylor has lined up. So we have been four friendlies that we're lining up. All those are going to have a four. All four of those should have a curtain raiser of a high school game as well, or a U19, U20 high school game as well. So um, on December 8th, we're playing, you know, our Gold Academy team is going against the USA South. Uh, that'll be kind of a mixture of maybe some of our college All-Americans mixed in with some of our local academy guys here, kind of the trying to find some back-end guys to kind of get into the roster and get into our, you know, they're also being on our D1 team. December 15th, same thing. We're playing the Stars select side. They're bringing a U19 team. Um, and then the same thing on uh, January 5th when we play the Midwest Thunderbirds, they're bringing a, you know, a select side as well. And finally, in the Dallas Reds, there's going to be a select side that's coming down from Memphis as well. So a U19 select side. So all those guys you know, mixed in playing, all those guys in the academy will get a full game against all those mixed in with a lot of our local guys here. So that's, uh, you know, that it's huge. We didn't have that last year. And, you know, in just, like I said, the buzz of having last year and year one under our belt and then seeing where it's going here for year two, um, it's really starting to grow big time around New Orleans. Well, Ryan, uh, thank you for your time tonight. Uh, look forward to uh, talking to you uh, later on in the season. And, uh, you know, when camp starts, we'll uh, get Nate on to talk uh, you know, uh about what he sees and what he expects to be able to do going into the season. Sure. Thanks for having me on, man. Excited for the year, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. This has been Lineouts by Earful of Dirt. Connect with Earful of Dirt online. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Earful of Dirt. You can email us at earfulofdirt at gmail.com. 
or call and leave us a voicemail at 720-600-2679. For Aaron, Dan, and Victor, I'm Corey. Thanks for listening. 